Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode nine. And I came across some really cool phrases on these cough drops I've been taking for my cold, which I'm doing tremendously better. So if you have been praying for me, I greatly appreciate that because this was a this was a tough one, but you know I've gotten through it and feeling so much better. And every day is a blessing day. So one of the things that I did to try and help suppress the cough and control it, and you know it helped a little bit, you know, but sometimes you do need to cough. But it was just really starting to hurt my chest and my rib cage. Usually you don't have that much pain with this, but it, it was a doozy. So I went to Walmart and I bought some Halls cough drops. My favorite flavor is cherry because I'm not a big fan of strawberry. And what's really cool about these cough drops is they have really cool phrases on them, so it kind of cheers you up and peps you up. They didn't always do that way back in the day, but you know they're doing the doing it this days or sorry, doing it these days. Excuse me, my voice is still a little dry. Let me get a drink of water. Hold on, just a moment. Okay, so goodness, <clears throat> all right. So on this cough drop wrapper, one of the things it says is take charge and mean it. I love that, and here's why. There are so many people that they're miserable. And the reason why they're miserable is because they don't take charge of their life, or when they do try and take charge of their life, they don't really mean it. And so here's the thing: if you don't take charge, if you don't take charge of your life, excuse me, then someone else is going to take charge of it for you. Now, do you really want that? I would venture to say no. And I'm not just talking about capitalism, or excuse me, I'm not just talking about socialism, communism, fascism, or Marxism. Actually, within capitalism and within democracy, you have the most amount of freedom because your rights are protected and your life is protected way more. And so, when you have more rights, you have more freedom. So, when you have more freedom, you have more, I would say, the ability to take charge of your life and mean it. Whereas under socialism, not so much. Communism, way worse. Marxism, way worse. Fascism, extremely worse. So, it's very important. That wherever you live, doesn't matter what country, that you take charge of your life, and that you mean it. Because what's the point in taking charge of something if you don't really mean it? You know what I mean? It's kind of like when, you know, like for example, you know, you're working on a project at work. It always seems to me this has been my experience.、Uh, reach out to me and let me know if you disagree with this or not. But I think you will agree because this is a very much a common problem at places of work. Unfortunately, it seems to me that there are too many chiefs and not enough Indians, right? So we have a whole lot of people that want to take charge, but they don't mean it. And one of the reasons why they don't mean it is because their heart really isn't in the right place, and they're not really doing it for the right reason. So I remember, well, I can think of several examples, but I'm going to try and make this as generic as possible because、um, some of the people I've worked with over the years have been very evil and cruel. So I don't want to like rehash anything from that. But one thing that has always bugged me is whenever I'll be working with someone. And instead of focusing on their work, they start trying to try and interfere with my work or try and take over my project that I have been assigned by our boss. I can't stand that crap. Excuse my language. It just irritates me to no end, and it gets really old. And I'm like, okay, you need to do your job. I'll do my job. Oh, well, I was just trying to help. Well, you're not helping, and you need to ask before you help with something like this. So it's all those things that. People that are arrogant, pompous, inconsiderate usually、um, don't have very many morals or values. It's all about them, them, them. So that the, the favorite key or favorite pitch for them on the piano is me, 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 me. 
it is that that's the only tune that basically plays in their emotions and in their mind because it's all about them. Look and see what I can do. I can do your job better than you can even though even though I am neglecting my work. I'm going to do your job and make you look bad. That's basically what that is. Well, in that example, that is someone that is taking charge of something that they are not even supposed to be taking charge of. And the reason why is because they don't really mean it and they do not have the authority to do that. Now, in regards to taking charge of your life, that's great. Take charge of your own life. Take charge of your emotions, your feelings, your job, you know, your your possessions, your private property. And I mention all of that because I've noticed a lot of things lately where it seems like, you know, if you've been under someone else's thumb for a while, the moment you start um, wanting independence and you want to be self-reliant, that's when they really try and put you under their thumb or under uh, their feet. And they're like, no, you can't do it. We control everything. It's like, no, there are boundaries, very much boundaries. And what's interesting is that, you know, I read a really interesting book, and I don't think it's necessarily anything new in terms of the theme or the the topic, but it's called boundaries, and it's really good. And what's interesting is that sometimes people that have no boundaries or they don't understand boundaries, sometimes they are the one that is recommending that book to me. I'm like, okay, you're not even practicing what you just read. So it's very hypocritical. So here's the thing: when you take charge of your life and you mean it, you are setting healthy boundaries. And what do I mean by healthy boundaries? Meaning you have control over your life and you call the shots, whether they are good, bad, or ugly. You have the responsibility to be responsible for yourself and your life, and that actually is very much a blessing because then you have self-reliance. You actually have the ability to be way more successful, and have limited or no interference from other people, especially from friends or family, or a bad boss or evil boss or things like that. So, and also I would say strangers that really don't need to be involved in your life. And I'm not against getting to know people. I think getting to know people is great and wonderful, but there needs to be clear and healthy boundaries. And I think one of the mistakes that people make, among other things, is you know within this lie of inclusivism. Well, inclusivism to me is a lie straight out of the depths of hell because it has ruined so many jobs. It has ruined so many companies. It has ruined a lot of relationships. And it's made things a lot of murky, and the reason why things are murky within inclusiveness is that there's lack of boundaries. So then people's feelings are getting hurt, and then when someone says, "Hey, you know, I need some boundaries here," then the people that are for inclusivism are like, "Oh, you don't like us, huh?" And it's like, no, that's not it at all. Although that could be the reason, but here's the thing: when you don't have boundaries. Then you, then everything is inclusive, and then everybody's involved in your business, and it's like you can't really speak up. And then when you do speak up, oh, you're not one of us. Well, here's the thing: healthy boundaries sets a clear stage or a standard that, hey, this is what I am willing to accept and what I am not willing to accept. You know, I'll use an example of dating, but I'm not saying that everything is like dating, but. I think we can all correlate with a dating situation because that's what we do as adults, right? We date and hopefully get married and have a wonderful marriage. So here's the thing: in dating, it's very important that both the male and the female set boundaries. Very important, and I say both the male and female, because there is a lot of pressure, at least here in the Bible Belt, where I am located currently. There is always this tremendous pressure for the woman to only set the boundaries. Well, that's a lot of pressure for someone. To set the boundaries all the time, all the time, and so the guy's always trying to get down her pants and get laid. It's like, okay, he needs to have his own boundaries, and he needs to be a gentleman. 
And he needs to respect her boundaries and not keep trying to push the envelope. But here's the thing. If you go along with inclusivism, then it's like, hey, how come you don't want to satisfy me sexually? I thought we were inclusive. And then I thought we were exclusive in our relationship. So if I'm only dating you, how come I'm not getting any action here? You know, I don't have to date you. I can go get, I can go get it from somebody else. See, that's the problem with inclusivism and not setting boundaries. It is very clear that when you set boundaries, it creates a standard. And I'm not saying like being rigorous or or like extremely religious or something because I don't believe in religion. I just believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit because God did not create religion. Mankind did that. You know, all I need is God's Bible. That's all I need. All I need is his holy word and then I can go to any church that I want because I freedom of religion. What we're talking about here is setting healthy boundaries so that way you don't get taken advantage of in any in any way shape or form and you call the shots in your life whether you're a male or female because sometimes with these crazy feministic women that are kind of nutty I mean I think they're kind of ridiculous in how they treat men and I think men need to stand up in a polite and, and gentleman manner because there is a right way and a wrong way to handle these things I think more men need to stand up to these crazy women and there are some crazy women out there that are feminists and say hey This is how I date. If you like how I date, that's great. You know, let, let's start let's start working towards a relationship. But if you don't want me to treat you, you know, like a lady, if you don't want me to open the door for you, if you if you don't understand that, you know, I am a man and I'm going to love you and respect you the way a man is supposed to love a woman, then this isn't going to work. Because, you know, I'm not, you know, necessarily your co-partner. You know, you know, usually men they want to work towards a loving relationship and eventually marriage. And so what's happening with feminists is they they're pushing the guy away but then demanding love and respect. It's like okay, you're not really going to get love and respect if you put out before marriage. I mean, let's just say it like it is because you're not setting boundaries. Boundaries are very important because it holds both the man and the woman accountable for their behavior. In my personal opinion is that you know it never hurts to focus on or practice chastity, purity and holiness. And I I'm not saying that to promote any one type of denomination within Christianity. I'm just saying that God's way is the best way. Because it actually keeps you safe sexually, physically, emotionally, psychologically and financially. Just think about what all happens when you don't set boundaries within dating. It's a free for all and so on always gets hurt. It's usually the woman. And so what a lot of women don't realize is, is the more they put out and the more they sleep around, the more they are training these men that they don't have to do what's right. So then, you know, women like me, when I go out with a guy, I'm like I'm not doing any of that with you because we're not married. Then the guy, you know, sometimes gets very hateful and mean or they cheat on me. because they're so used to getting all this action because they're used to women that have no boundaries whatsoever they're supposedly independent self-reliant women but yet here's the thing when you're independent and you're self-reliant you don't degrade yourself or your body and the same thing goes for men i personally don't understand why a man thinks that the more action he gets the more that makes him a man that doesn't make you a man getting an erection is not being a man That is part of the physiology of a man, but that doesn't make you more manly. It doesn't make you superior to other men just because you got more action. You know, whenever I'm dating someone, 
Um, I'm very disgusted whenever they tell me about their sexual conquest. I'm like, I don't want to know about any of that because I don't want to hear about all of that. Your past belongs to you. I hope and pray that you've dealt with it appropriately. But, you know, it grosses me out when guys have slept around. So needless to say, that tells me, you know, that guy doesn't have boundaries and he's willing to do anything and everything. And if he's, you know, if he's easy peasy, you know, if he's, you know, like easy teasy please me or whatever, then... That tells me that even if he is in a relationship with me, I may be thinking and hoping that it's monogamous, but if he's used to getting his way all the time sexually, more than likely he he is not going to view me as a monogamous relationship. And so typically what happens is, you know, a man that is very um skanky, that's what I call it, a man that is very skanky will date me knowing that I'm not going to sleep around, but he will still go get his action on the side. And I don't play that game. Like that's not right. boundaries uh, you know apply to both men and women equally so needs to say when when this lo- lovely phrase says take charge and mean it you know, you need to say what you mean and mean what you say and here's the thing i've had to hold people accountable to different things i've had to hold family members accountable i've had to hold employers accountable coworkers bosses friends Um guys I've dated like here's the thing I don't mean that harshly and I'm not saying that I'm like getting a ruler out slapping their hands or their knuckles and saying I'm holding you accountable no it's just that you you set the standard for what you are willing to accept and what you are not willing to accept and I think we all know what we want and what we don't want here's the thing though sometimes within our society especially the craziness that's going on right now it's like people don't know how to stand their ground they don't know how to say it like it is and they don't know how to defend their soul here's the thing when someone violates you or they cheat you or they rob you or they hurt your feelings it hurts your soul like it's not just hurting you physically although that is horrible you know for sure but you know th- that that feeling that you feel like when when you feel broken well that is affecting your soul You know, we are not just random bodies on this planet. We are a spirit and a soul housed in a body. So being that we are are those things all in one, you know, so to speak within our human body, this is why things really affect people. Like animals don't have souls and they don't have a spirit. But we do. You know, for this, you know, for example, we have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Well, And you know, in the same token, we emulate that and we resemble that in that we are a body, you know, and when you are when when you are, I would say I would say when the egg meets the sperm, you know, at conception, that's when you have a soul and that's when a person starts to grow and develop, right? Well, then when you give your life to Christ and or you get baptized, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's such a beautiful thing. And so those things are there to guard you and protect you. Where people make a big mistake here is is they don't rely on God for anything. And I think that's a big mistake because when you rely on God for everything, it cuts through so much crap. It cuts through it so good. It's awesome. You know, and here's the thing, it doesn't mean that that problems won't come up. It means that problems will be nipped in the bud really quick, really fast when you go to God with your problems. because God has all the answers like why would you turn that away and i'm not saying that god is a genie and you just rub a magic lamp that's not what god is or who he is he is your heavenly father and he loves you very much and again i'm not saying this to be religious because i'm not i'm just saying a fact i know that god is real and he exists 
And he protects me every day of my life because I have encountered so many evil people. <laughs> so many. And initially when I, you know, was coming across quite a few evil people, it really scared me and startled me. Like I I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was just crying out to God, but I wasn't allowing the Holy Spirit to guide me and to console me and to give me wisdom because for the longest time, I didn't know that I could ask for wisdom. Now I ask for wisdom all the time. And when I don't ask for wisdom, that's when I go, "Okay, I need to get back in the habit and draw closer to my heavenly Father and ask for wisdom because here's the thing. Evil people do evil things. And sometimes they're really good at it. And they're really good at one-upping people. So here's the thing, you want to have as much, you know, protection as possible, right? Well, your heavenly Father loves you and protects you. But if you never give him a chance, then it makes your life really difficult, not because God isn't there, but it's because you have not invited him into your life. And here's the thing, our heavenly Father very much wants us to take charge of our life and mean it. because he created all life. He created everything on this planet. He created the galaxy, the universe. He created all of it. So we are not here randomly and we are not here to fail. We are here to succeed. And here's the thing, you have God's permission to succeed, to be wonderful at everything that you do and to enjoy your life and be very blessed. That's what I got out of this phrase on this cough drop wrapper. Take charge and mean it. I think that is wonderful. Like it just it just really inspired me and I thought, wow, I've got to make a podcast about that because I meet so many people they don't know how to take charge in their life and because they don't know how to take charge in their life they're miserable. But but they're trying to have a better life but it's like if you don't actually take charge of it, take ownership of it, then basically you don't own much of anything even though you have the opportunity to do it. If you don't actually do it, that's where you miss the ball. That's where you miss the mark. You know, if God be for you, who dare be against you? God doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to succeed. He doesn't want you to miss the mark. He wants you to nail it every single time. But it's up to us. We have free will whether or not to be successful or not. And that's just how it is. So by all means, take charge and mean it and live your life to the best of your ability and also have fun. have fun. And I'll say this as long as it's legal and moral, you're good to go because as you know, here's the thing, just because something is legal doesn't mean it's moral. So just make sure that everything you're doing is on the up and up because the last thing you want to do is participate in something that can hurt you, harm you, put you in jail or cause you a lot of stress and then that joy that you once had is gone and then you've got to try and repair you know more things in your life than you had before. So be careful with your actions, but also You know, just just practice that due diligence. You know, practice wisdom. Ask God for wisdom and he will guide you every day of your life. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.